Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni here, to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 68, A Matter of Pride. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RBG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. Now on the Punch-Up Entertainment Network, I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Cargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Heck yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hi, hi. Hey, hey, hi, hi, indeed. Uh, hello, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I am Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the elven wizard. Hey, hey, hi, hi. I am Michael, and I am playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's episode, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Elliot, do you remember what happened last time? Barely, but we'll get there. We'll get through it together so you know we're in the aftermath of our visit with the arch proctor um and we're off to run our other errands and um it seems that kala is having a bit of a crisis she's having Hmm. some issues Hmm. with trying to tell if she's in the real world i feel very bad for her um yes there was a bit of a um uh, a snafu, let us say, uh, in the midst of your interactions with the Arch Proctor, in which discussions of subjective reality were had. And yeah, I have done nothing <laughs> wrong in my life. <laughs> ever. I know this, and I love you. Um, yeah, and it's like a hard one to like prove too. It's hard to be like, mm, mm. this is real. Like, hmm, are you sure? Ooh, okay. <laughs> Florian was Um, very sure. Are you still? Amari tried to give her a pep talk. Didn't really work out. We probably, like, you know, the curse of Reed. We probably should have had someone else do that. But, you know. Um, (laughs) Consistency. Just (laughs) so consistent as a human being. (laughs) Oh, good. We made a brief pit stop, and I remember now why we did it. Um, it was because it was like the nearest place that I could fast travel us to. And we made it to Nirand, 
before we were able to land, um, Mari made contact with his wife. Um, I said off recording that I couldn't remember her name, but I don't actually think that I knew it in the first place. So I don't know if any of y'all's characters actually know her name. So that's Mari does not tell us anything. <laughs> and again, another rule of read. If you are not sure if you know if he's told you something, the answer is he has not. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but we were redirected once we got in contact with her to a different landing pad, um, much swankier in a much swankier part of town, uh, so to speak. And there are a lot of people out there, lots of of um, of the not not paladins, obviously. Wait, no, they are paladins, right? Yeah. Yes, you saw hegemony paladins paladins yeah. being kind of a job that is akin to a bodyguard but taken like super seriously and i think three matriarchs uh it, it was it was reported um mm -hmm. or estimated no no less than three matriarchs at this meeting um and i thought we were all going out so shay was like yeah i'm going out with mari and and oof, doesn't isn't that what it looks like? But um, tsh. yes, because in the last moments of last session, we landed on the hegemony-controlled world of Nirand. There, you were redirected to a private landing berth. Once it was made known to the officials here on this world that a certain somebody by the name of Amari Kelricasa was aboard. You were greeted by this paladin honor guard accompanying, yes, three matriarchs, two of whom <laughs> Amari would have recognized on sight. I think only one of whom uh, Shay would recognize. But there yeah. was that awkward moment yeah. when the teacher asked for volunteers and it seems like the rest of the line stepped backwards to leave <laughs> Shay and Amari out in front of everybody. So while Oswald, Florian, Kala, and your Kogrish companion, uh, Vesnus stay aboard the, <laughs> stay aboard your ship, Shay and Amari, you are descending the ramp onto Nirand to be greeted by Matriarch Talihania, who you've recently become aware is a, a hegemony politician after you encountered her at the Five Flames Casino, you are confronted by who you know to be but haven't met, uh, Geminus Sesru, who is like the governor of this world, and Amari's wife, Layla, who none of you have actually met before besides Amari. Honestly, it'd be weird if they had met. <laughs> It's true. I yeah. mean, it could be one of those like, oh, we got married and then I immediately went off to war things. That happens. The, the kids mm -hmm. ain't his. Um. Oh wait. Oh Olivia. yeah. Children. Wait, did you read my notes? <laughs> you read my backstory notes. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is awkward. All right. I was wondering where the, why all the kids had feathers. Yeah. <laughs> She said it was it's just a normal thing. It happens in her family. I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah. Weird yeah. Genetic. It's a recessive. Recessive genes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, 
Amari and Shay, you stand now at the bottom of the Tiresian's loading ramp leading that leads back up into the cargo bay. Before you is a gaggle of security personnel, not least of which are these paladins that stand nearby as personal security for the Geminus. Standing just behind the Geminus to either side of her is two other Leans. Everyone here is a Lean besides Shay on this landing pad right now. So these tall, athletic cat people of differing color patterns and persuasions. You've got ones that have the stripes of tigers, the spots of leopards, the kind of like golden manes of lions. There's a couple you see uh, among the security personnel that have like the almost invisible hair of like Egyptian, like furless cats. Um, there are two that are these enormous creatures with big tufted ears that look like Maine Coons. And they are just like towering near seven foot tall monster cat men. And they are definitely among the paladins who stand near the Geminus. And the Geminus is dressed in a professional kind of business suit attire with uh, greens and golds that seem to be some kind of emblem of her own pride. Uh, the paladins behind her are dressed in similar tones. You see that Matriarchania is dressed in her own house colors of yellows and blues. And thinking back, you're now pretty sure she was dressed in a similar color scheme back at the casino, albeit in a more casual fashion. She's still dressed in like a long flowing gown that falls around her legs in these strips so that her legs can move freely. And it makes this weird rippling pattern as the garment flows beneath her waist. The third woman is dressed in colors that Amari would be familiar with, but only passively so. The fact that they're being highlighted now is somewhat disconcerting to him. The fact that the house colors of Pride Rakasa are on display here so prominently is a new thing. And what are the colors of House Rakasa, Amari? Oh, red and gold. Absolutely, red and gold. Pride Rakasa is not well known. It is not of high station. It is not prominent in any way, shape, or form. At least it wasn't a year and a half ago. The fact that your wife is standing here next to a planetary governor and another matriarch whose rank and station allowed her to send a private communique to you across the metanet asking for you to be here is strange, to say the least. So as you stand there and as the honor guard behind the Geminis salute you and cry your name out, hailing the arrival of prefect Amari as the chorus of shouts die down and the Geminis who's looks a little distracted. She has a data pad in her hand and she's constantly glancing back down to it and tapping at things, maybe sending messages or confirming certain selections. You're not exactly sure, but she seems utterly unconcerned with what's actually happening here. Meanwhile, Matriarchania is staring between the two of you with this kind of delicious, almost 
predatory smile. She is definitely looking at the situation here, and there is this sense that she knows something that is giving her an immense amount of pleasure right now. Meanwhile, Layla's face is sort of drawn. What does Amari's wife look like in terms of, like, build of cat person? In terms of build a cat person, Mike... Uh, mm-hmm. think, think very like snow leopardy. Okay. Yeah. So white black spots. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has these black spots that are dappled with these little blobs of almost like ivory gold at their center. They've kind of got this like little dappled sheen that blends in with the rest of her otherwise white pelt. She has these magnificent like crystal blue eyes that are not leaving you while major hania is looking between you and shay and the ship and smiling especially as she looks past you at the other ship in your holding bay the rather gaudy golden spacecraft that is still sitting in your <laughs> your cargo hold. Well, wait. Oh, that's like. Would that be immediately visible? Are we coming? It, did you exit from the cargo hold? Yes. That's the only exit. It's not the only exit, but it's the easiest exit for multiple people to exit to troop out of. Shit. But she seems to be the only fun. one who is amused by that fact. She probably already knew we stole it, so whatever. Yeah. And the Geminess will finally glance up from her data pad and stare at you. She is this, in stark contrast to Layla, she is this like pure black leopard with these dark, dark, almost gold, but with these like little red flecks in them eyes. And she looks up at you and says, Prefect Amari, welcome to Nirind. Pride Niria welcomes you and offers you guest rights, of course. Thank you. Was this all necessary? For the hero Fortin, of course it is. Mm-hmm. You've not made a public appearance since the memorial service on Vast Plains, so we thought pomp and circumstance appropriate. Great. Well, I believe we have some things to talk about. Yes, of course. Matriarch Rahania has informed me of this. While my presence may not be directly necessary, you have use of a private suite in our... Ah. Political chambers. It is, uh, it's greatly appreciated. Hospitality is quite nice. The embassy suites are but a cart right away. We have several vehicles ready for you and any who might accompany you. And she'll glance over to Shay. I'm like looking at Amari like, is this like the usually the appropriate time to introduce oneself? I don't want to like step on any like um tradition or whatever you don't want to step on any traditional toe beans right yeah yeah very rude Mm -hmm. 
As you two exchange a glance, the Geminus will say, if your staff has to grab your luggage, we can wait. Um, uh, what, do you want me to put a, put a call back to Florian? Or? I mean, they didn't want to come, so, you know. That's true. Maybe we make them carry the bags. Yeah, do it. One moment. And if needs be, we can send in another transport for you and your staff, if you and Matriarchania wish to depart immediately. No, we can, we can wait. Got all the pomp and the circumstance, you know, going on out here. Why, why, well, let's use it all. The Geminess kind of cringes a little bit. You see her jaw tightening as she smiles and says through her teeth, Of course, Prefect. Uh, the shit-eating grin that uh, Elliot is doing is also in character. Um, <laughs> um, Shinam, by the way, uh, part of uh, Amari's crew, uh, engineer, uh, Tuck for Tux, currently. The Gymnast will pause slightly as though, like, recalculating certain social protocols, and then she will say, I'm sure. I'm also trying to do the math on how funny it would be if Shay had accidentally worn an outfit that was red and gold. I think the calculation uh, ends up being equals hilarious. Yes. Go for it. Do it. Yeah, well, that's I what only, that would cost. I only specified that I wore my formal crop top. <laughs> I didn't say what the rest of the outfit was. Sure, but to retroactively make your outfit somewhat gauche, I am going to require an experience point. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, excellent. So yeah, I think the crop top is like, like I think it's 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 just like eyebrow. It's just enough of like a is that. So I think the top the the formal crop top is is like burgundy, and Shay is mm-hmm. wearing like. Like nice, but kind of like loose, casual looking, um, like some kind of earth tone, um, uh, like uh, waist bag, uh, paper, like waist bag pants, um, and mm. like some kind of off the shoulder, vaguely sheer, like gold uh, jacket. Okay. As the Geminess accepts your introduction and the thought of waiting. Uh, she will turn to the honor guard and nod towards one of the huge main coon looking uh, paladins. And that particular paladin will turn and snap off a few quick words that aren't in a language Shay would understand. Amari, you would know that uh, this is Setish. It is a type of Lian language, uh, though they... It's like a military drawl version of that. So it's like the same way you hear Marines going like. Uh, uh, uh. Um, what they all sound like. Is that what they sound like? That's what they sound like. Just those like really drawn out words. It's like the, the, the edges of the sounds have been sheared away by the need to shout them. Like a stat, like staff sergeant style. Like, yeah. Yeah. And. At that point, the honor guard like falls into an at-ease position and files out to either side to reveal a few transports that are on the other side of the berth. 
here on this. Again, remember, you are on this enormous floating platform that is above an even larger golden pyramid at the center of a metropolis beneath you. This is the height of wealth and opulence for at least this small world. Uh, I'll get on the, like, communicators and be like, are you guys going to come or what? Like, we got, they're doing, like, money out the wazoo out here. I'm stepping, I've stepped away. I've stepped away from, like, the main, like, excused myself so I can go use words like wazoo. Mm -hmm. Well, wazoo is a, is a common Lian word, so it's, it's totally fine. It's borrowed from Setish. Yeah, really. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. While this was all happening, Florian and Oswald, you were staunchly of the opinion that you didn't want to leave the ship or even really be seen by anybody outside. Not not able to be seen from this current. <laughs> even if it's like mm-hmm. pressed against the backside of the like cargo bay, like hiding. Um, it wouldn't be. We'd just be somewhere else on the ship, but just upstairs, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> I merely use that to illustrate how little I want to be seen. Yeah. Uh, Oswald? Yes? Uh, I will. I, I'm assuming that communication, I can just like beep, beepily beep and make it either the text appear or just have it be on speaker. Oh, it was like sent to both of you. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming I'm using like the same communication thing that we use when we're on a mission and we've mm-hmm. put the party as we are wont to do. Yes. So, uh... Right, well, I guess it's time to meet, you know. Seems like it's uh, friendly, um, you know, uh, welcoming, right? Oh, Where no, are you right now, Oswald? Walk out here. I mean, I'm not in the I'm not in the cargo hold. Uh, I'm, wait, sure, no, where are you? Probably uh, the, like, like, mess, maybe? Okay. Like, preferably with Kala and Vesnes. If we were all together, that would be ideal. Kala is in her room. She is not out and about. Uh, but Vesnes would be. That's fair. Yeah. Vesnes was also of the opinion that, like, she does not want to go out there for lots of reasons. Yeah. For so yeah. many reasons. Fair. Yeah. And Vesnes will say, not on calm, but just to Oswald and Florian, yeah. you do not have to go out there. That's true. Right? That's like, true. because. Don't play, you don't have to play their game. Is I don't want to. I don't oh, want to play. It, I'm sure the it's some stupid Here's politician thing. thing. What if they it's knew that I was the one who was responsible thing. for, and he starts like going on about like his sort of involvement in uh, what transpired on Seawell. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, yes, uh, it, it was my, it was my idea just to remind everybody that, that uh, I was, I mentioned that I was working with the hegemony. Now, that's probably not why we're here, but it could be. And so if that is the case, and he, uh, oh, really quickly, um, uh, Mera? Yes? Uh, while we're on this planet, if you could just stay out of sight uh, and just uh, keep tucked away, uh, just just to make sure that you, you stay safe, uh, and we'll let you know when we're leaving and... Uh, uh, when you can come out from your hiding spot. Fascinating. All right. Excellent. All right. That's probably the most important thing. Anyways, um, should we go out? I, 
I'm very nervous about the idea. Vesnes um, will get on the party line. We're not coming out. <laughs> and I, I, I'm assuming that Oswald has not turned his calm off while he's like no. ranting about this. No. I'm just making eye contact with Amari and just like slowly like shaking my head like, all right, all right. Well, I don't know. What have a- fun doing nothing. I'm going to go get fucking wasted. Bye. Let us know if you need anything. <laughs> If they try and to kidnap, back if they try to kidnap you, please, please contact us. <laughs> they try to kidnap me. I'll just like fly away or whatever. Anyway, bye. Um, and I will return and placidly say, uh, Prefect Kalrakasa, it seems that uh the rest of our coterie, your coterie, will not be joining us. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll have the bags sent over then. Yeah. And. The Geminess will say, Very well. Uh, Matriarch Rahania, I leave the prefect in your capable hands. And she will turn to leave, leaving Matriarch Tali Rahania to take a step forward. Um, the Ra is new to you, Shay, before mm-hmm. she was just being called Matriarch Hania, so you're not quite sure what's happening here. In the last, like, There's some, you know, week. <laughs> There's some, like, Leon naming convention stuff that you're trying to grapple with that, like, yeah. is not quite clicking just yet. But there's clearly, like, l- layers of respect and uh, protocol here that Amari has not prepared you for in any way, shape, or form. Maybe she could tell me over drinks later. Do it, please. <laughs> the Geminess will depart with a few quick steps as though... She was in, always intending to move this quickly at all times, and this seriously broke her stride today. <laughs> the paladins will fall out behind her, except for one uh, rather large, tabby-looking fellow with a series of scars across his left eye that make leaves the pupil this like milky white with like a, a band of skin kind of stretched over oh. the pupil a little bit. Mysterious. Uh, and the paladin will say, I have been left in your service while you stay here, Prefect Amari. And you are and this paladin identifies himself as it would be Roly New Neria. Taking a note. Uh, he that would identify him to you as a member of the Geminis's pride. Whether or not he's a husband, probably not, but he's definitely like part of the noble house of this family mm, okay. and he is armed like all the other paladins with this long sword that is curved outward so that the blade is kind of on the inside of the uh the curved blade uh we might call it a kopesh that's kind of what it looks like and the blade itself is made of very finely ground faceted gemstone this is an eighthite blade of some kind well Paladin, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. 
You can just call me Amari. You don't have to call me Prefect. Thank you. Of course, Prefect. Okay. I like this one. And the Honor Guard doesn't file out of this location. They do kind of like move to the edges and leave you room to get to the transports. Uh, One of the transports departs as the Geminus leaves, and Matriarch Hania and your wife are left there, though Hania does approach you, and Layla falls into step behind her. And the Matriarch will smile at you and say, We're not going to be seeing any of your other colorful companions today? Not that I know of. Unfortunate. Hmm. Well then, we should be leaving. It's rather windy up here. Is it windy or? It's really not. Yeah. Something is like stabilizing the wind up here artificially. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah, the wind, it's messing up my. And she will make a gesture and a batch of the honor guard will file out over to the transports. It seems they get geared up and ready to leave. Uh, though a detachment of them does stay here. It looks as though they're staying to guard the Teresian. Uh, I was actually going to mention, like, right around when Amari says, I guess we'll have the bags sent later, like, the cart, the cargo hold just, like, seals up completely and does, like, a a Tiresian gets, like, locked down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You see the the void shutters close on the observation deck on the top and... (laughs) And, and the sound of a locked car fog. Yeah. Like somehow, yeah, you hear all the locks click, even though this is etherically powered. Boop, boop. <laughs> okay. A single port is open and a gun is just sticking out of it. <laughs> oh no, the, uh, the Akalar roots, they're coming out. <laughs> A single hoof is seen busting a panel out of the side of the ship, and a blunderbuss <laughs> is stuck out. <laughs> it's not space worthy anymore. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> you really had to like like dig through the side of that, that ship to do that, but it was worth it for the bit. It took hours. It's like the scene from the MST3K movie where crows digging through the bottom of the ship with a pickaxe. Um, <laughs> least ways. So with this paladin falling in to step behind you, Amari, and your wife falling in to step behind Mitrarchania, uh, she would gesture towards one of the transports at the end of the berth and say, after you, prefect. Do they look any different, the, the two transports, or is like everything the same? They're all basically the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all in the, the browns and golds of uh, Pride Niria, which is the pride that owns and operates this planet. It seems like you're beginning to realize that like, maybe the planet is named after them or vice versa. Tough to say. Hmm. Good for thought. Well, I lead the way. Just like this this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. And with all the pomp and circumstance of a ridiculous bureaucracy built on backstabbing and reputational gain, you are bustled towards this transport by a matriarch who seems to have some kind of leash on your wife. 
You are accompanied by a blood-sworn paladin of the local power and a batch of the honor guard that troop into a transport that is not the one you're flying in, but is one that is going to accompany you. That leaves one transport still on the berth with the Tiresian with a batch of the honor guard remaining behind. You find your way into a palatial personal transport that is like the interior of a limousine, but like the inside of a spaceship, essentially. Um, You've got a shuttle, very much like the ones you used to use back with the Coal Foundation, but the inside is this lavish, plush material that is uh, actually incredibly coarse to the touch for you, Shay, but for any Leon, it is incredibly satisfying for like once you sit down, your like claws dig into the material a little bit, and it's actually like, have you ever seen those mattresses that are made up of like a ton of little strips, and your mm. body kind of like sinks into it, but your arm can go down into one of the strips if it needs to? It's all yeah. kind of made of material, sort of like that. So it's incredibly comfortable, but also like you can get your fingers into the grooves and kind of dig it a little bit, and it's clearly meant to do that. As you sit down on one side of the transport along this long, comfortable bench seat, the paladin moves up towards the front of the ship with the pilot, and your wife and Matriarch Hania sit opposite you on a bench directly in front of you. There is a small table to your right and their left coming out of the bulkhead of the ship that has a small drinks cabinet that sort of appears as the ship closes in on itself and prepares to take off. You can see that all of the glassware is like gravitationally sealed to this. So no matter what maneuvers this ship makes, if the glass is set down on this this table, it's not going to fall off. This is all incredibly obtusely expensive and the ship takes off and there's almost no sound to it. You can feel it because of gravity and stuff, but there is no accompanying like rattle of metal. There's no like thrust of gemstones coming online with power like you're used to inside of a shuttle. It's nearly silent. It's a Prius of the future. Well, like <laughs> a souped up Prius of the future. Yeah, there's definitely some soundproofing etherics happening in mm-hmm. here. And as you begin to fly, Hania will look between Layla and you, Amari, and just smile. Where are your eyes in this moment? Oh, uh, Amari is just like going back and forth between the two. And then when he notices that she is doing the same thing, is uh, like focused in on, on Layla. And Layla, whose gaze has never really left you outside of needing to look where she's going, is, like I said, mouth drawn, very focused, trying. It's very clear to you that she's trying not to betray anything. Mm. But it seems as though Matriarchania is determined not to be the first one to speak in this flight. So I'm wondering if either of you try to make any small talk. Uh, given that Amari doesn't care for all of the, everything that just happened, he's going to like, who wants a drink? I mean, it's here. We might as well. Jay, Layla. Oh, I'd love one. Thank you. Adria, Kalia. Excuse me. 
uh, Hania. Yeah, that definitely tipped you off some, Amari. The raw prefix on a matriarch's name would indicate that she is the head of a pride. Lovely. And so when she turns and say, says, would you care for anything, Leila Rarakasa? You are taken aback. It's one of those moments where you got to like stretch your jaw just a little bit because something just like, God damn it. And Layla, whose eyes will finally leave yours for the first time, will blink very slowly like cats do and glance over at Matriarch Hania and say, Of course, your choice, Matriarch. You do have fine taste in drinks. And Tali will give another smile and nod and... She will begin mixing a couple of drinks next to her at the drinks table. And eventually she comes out with four glasses and passes two over to the other side of the shuttle towards the two of you and hands one off to Layla. And she will curl a claw around the rim of the glass. And rather than making that subtle hum of a finger along a wet glass, it'll make this slight screeching noise as her claw drags across the crystal where it'll go for like a beat, just a, and then she will say, and what should we drink to? Huh? Hmm. Homecomings. I was about to suggest the exact same thing. And she will lift her glass and toss it back. Is it good, Mike? How good is it? How does do you, it? Do you dr- oh, hell yeah. Do you, yeah, why not? You drink the drink? Yeah, okay. I'll drink the drink. And all of its okay. iocane powder it contains. <laughs> um, I'm definitely like trying to subtly take uh, the lead of whoever is drinking it, because I'm not sure I know what this drink is. It looks like juice of some kind, but you definitely saw multiple things getting mixed into it. So. Jungle juice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, it's 12 loco. How do they make it from scratch? (laughs) It it has the consistency and the color of Sunny D. I'll say that much. Okay, well. We bottled the sun, and you're drinking it. Um... I mean, Talihania threw it back. Um, she's the one who made it. So the, you know, again, doing a lot of math this episode, doing a lot of social math this episode. Um, I'll throw it back. Okay. It is smooth citrusy with like a slight burn on the back end. Yeah. Uh, but you can immediately feel like, ooh, that, that has some alcohol in it. Layla does not touch her drink. She holds it but does not tip it backwards. Interesting. And she, and by she, I mean Matriarchania says, we will be at the embassies shortly. I will say, you should be aware that there are ears in many places where we are going. So if there is anything you would wish to divulge, about your friend from Vanakel now, 
it might save a lot of heartache in the long run. Reed wants to know who we're talking about. <laughs> Vanakel is the Avia homeworld. Ah, oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, that dipshit. No, I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, who's from there? I don't know. There's so many damn planets. It's true. Yeah. And I have to keep track. Of I know. All of them. <laughs> Mad I like the idea of Amari just saying, I don't know. There's so many damn planets. Damn planets. <laughs> Uh, you you would know Vanikel. Yeah. Like all the species, home worlds are pretty well standard known. I can't believe he was right. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to uh, Oswald on the ship. You know what, Florian? You're right. It's probably not about me. <laughs> like it's probably. I mean, his his wife was seemingly there. Right. Right. So like, it's probably about that. Yeah, because cause only the uh, 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 what was it? Ragnar Faversen saw me. So like, what's well, the, and also the... all the, all that nonsense that we took care of with his old, uh, I don't know, military buddy being a terrorist thing. Like all oh, that needed to get solved. It's probably all that. I mean, if anything, we did the galaxy a favor a because they had. Favor. Because they had some very destructive weapons, so I'd like to think that he's, it's he's not about that. Just going to collect some medals for all of us. Yes, right, <laughs> and you know, give us like you know military uniforms because we're all heroes. I think oh, you know, ew, honorary. No, I don't. That's that's not good. Mm. I'm not saying we'd have to wear them, but you know, just to honor you know the service we've we've done for the. Um, Vesnus will like stare at you just dead eyed with her weird amber eyes that kind of like catch the light like a cat's and she'll blink real hard and say, I can never tell when you're joking or if you're just plain insane. I am trying to be optimistic. Right. Optimism. Yes. Anyways, who wants a drink? They don't have Vesnus will raise her hand. <laughs> they don't have optimism uh, on the Cogger's home world. No. 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 <laughs> it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. They have the great working, and that is all. <laughs> Oof. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say if they, if they're done, uh I've got something, but know. Yeah, yeah. No, back uh, in the shuttle. Um Everything that just happened between uh, Florian, Oswald, and Vesnus is what plays word for word in <laughs> in Amari's head about like what, what do you think is happening right now on the ship? In the movie you version of this, one. the editing of it makes it very unclear what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, were you looking to speak to anyone on my ship or any member of my crew? Specifically, Prefect Kelrakasa, I was hoping to speak with you. Mm. But the fact that you do not have... Well, I do not want to use the word prisoner just yet. Understood. Let us say individual of politically inconvenient Mm -hmm. is the words I would use to describe your friend. But he is aboard your ship, yes? I don't know. No one, none of my coterie came out, so 
He might not be. And you see the barest hint of a smile creep across Layla's face. And as soon as Hania looks back over at her, it's gone. But she will, uh, Tali will look back at you, her smile, her smile somewhat diminished, and say, I see. Well then, Prefect Amari, we will see you to your quarters at the embassy, and we can have a proper discussion. Of course. I look forward to it. And she will make herself and only herself another drink and nurse it as the transport makes its descent down into the city. It's a short flight, probably no more than 15 minutes. And you find yourself landing on the roof of an enormous skyscraper that is still dwarfed by the huge replica pyramid at the center of the city. Again, the pyramid is a faux-inspired kind of tribute to the massive Sunforge, which is a piece of God's tech on the Leon home world. And this huge structure is in turn, not even half as big as the original. So the like 70 story hotel skyscraper that you find yourselves on being about a third as tall as this pyramid gives you some scale to that. The top of this building is windswept, and you find your hair tousled as you exit the transport and make your way over to a private series of elevators on the top of this building. You see that there is armed security up here as transports come and go. You are in the middle of a Leon metropolis. The vast majority of people you're going to be seeing here are Leon. There are a few Lycan and Urson that you also see here and there, but for the most part... I would say 95% of the population of this planet is Leon. As you make your way into the lifts with yourselves, the two matriarchs, and Paladin Rolly right behind you, it is just the five of you in this lift as you descend downward. And there is an awkward silent beat as the elevator music plays. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. And that's as much as I can do without legal strikes happening. Amari starts humming along to it, just to, uh, <laughs> and uh, and purposefully uh, tapping his his foot off off beat, mm-hmm. just to be an ass. And Layla starts tapping her foot in a counter beat that is still off beat with the song <laughs> that's actually playing. And in the reflection in the doors just in front of you, you can see. Tali Rahania's face drawing into a this day isn't going how she thought it was going to go look. Never does. Jay is trying so hard to not like so hard to keep the like placid smile like I love these two kids. I'm so glad they got together. <laughs> and the ho- the lift lets you out on the 50th floor of this place. You find that you are in what appears to be some kind of combination of huge like presidential suites and staff and meeting rooms. It seems to be split between actual living quarters and places where you can have almost boardroom-esque meetings with big long tables and well-supplied snack uh, tables along the sides of these rooms with troughs of water and 
stimulant and whatever you might need to host a big talk of some kind while still having a grand view of the pyramid in the near distance and the rest of the city in the opposite quarter, looking out towards the sparkling seas of Nirand. As you are brought into a large suite, Matriarch Hania will turn and say, I will leave you to make yourself comfortable and return in an hour's time so we can have our debrief on precisely what happened on Seawell, hmm? Of course. If you need anything, I'm sure Layla will see to your needs, and she will turn and almost bump into the paladin who is standing near the exit to the room, and he, like... It really does look like he delays moving just a little bit so that she has to, like, stop and kind of give him a look like you're going to move, right? And then he'll shift out of the way. Oh, you got to look out for those paladins. They, you know, they just jump right out at you. So, And there is no expression on the paladin's face, but there is a slight snarl, a curl of the lip to reveal a, a, a long, pearly fang in Matriarch Tali Rahania's lips as she leaves the suite you are left in with your wife and Shay and a grouchy looking tabby cat of a paladin. I give, I give uh, the uh, paladin really like a thumbs up just like, and there is the barest hint of a nod. Mm-hmm. Paladin Rolly will say that one has, it is not my place to say if you need me, I will be outside. Much appreciated. Uh, maybe I should also give you and Layla a moment alone. Layla, lovely to meet you. Or uh, Matriarch, pardon me. And Layla, who is like visibly, her shoulders have sank a little bit and her ears have kind of like perked up. They were kind of laying flat this whole time. Her tail has stopped twitching and is just kind of like limp up near the ground. And she, like, lets out a sigh and finally looks at you, Shay, for maybe the first time she actually takes you in. And, like, there's a bit of a double take. She'll glance at Amari and then glance back at you and say, absolutely fantastic to meet you. I really am just the engineer. I'm sure. Okay, I'll give um, you. I'll. I'll Amari's like, Broly, I guess. like, like smiling at this, just like, what, what? No. <laughs> Go have fun, Shay. Shay, where are you going? To flirt uh, with the I'm tabby go, cat. Yeah, I'm I'll go outside. Of, I'm go outside, and hang out with Rolly. See if there's okay. anything there. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Amari. Mm-hmm. When finally the door closes as Shay goes out into the hall to try to distract a professional who's doing his job, (laughs) you are finally alone with your wife for the first time in almost a year and a half. She, you don't know what you expect Layla Rakasa to do. You're not sure if you know this woman anymore. She turns to look at you 
and you can see that there's something she wants to say, but you see the words catch in her throat, and she'll turn away and move towards a table on the side of the room and say, Can I make you something that isn't some fancy ass drink? Do they have. I don't know how to make a sun drop. Do they have water on this planet? I, mean, I, I don't know. Is that too, is that too low class? Water. Planet? Water is. Water is great. Water is. I want water. Okay. I, I, I can get you water since, I mean, you're the matriarch now. I can, I can do that. <sighs> and she moves over to the side of the room where there's like a. a water tank with some glasses nearby and you can see that there's some like citrus slices of citrus fruit floating in the water and she will like pour start pouring a glass for herself it's like a big tall glass and she's just like back to you pouring this glass of water not saying anything Amari's head is definitely like down like hung just a little bit like good one good 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 that Mm mm-hmm and she'll start pouring a second glass of water and still not saying anything. I mean, I just let the silence play out until she comes back. Okay. I'm always good at not talking. Yeah. And finally, when the sound of the water pouring stops and there's the slight clink of a glass being set down on a hard top table and you see her shoulders bunching up and her head kind of coming down and her ears laying flat back and she's still not turning around and she's still not saying anything as her hands brace on the tabletop and her shoulders collect behind her and her head goes down and you can hear her breathing as she sucks in a big inhale and it doesn't release it for a couple of seconds and then exhales and you see the tension kind of melting out of her shoulders a little bit. I think Amari would take that moment to just like sidle up next to her and just put like a hand on her shoulder. And you see her lean into it slightly and she lets out another breath. This one quicker, more shaky and still without looking at you. She crosses a hand across her chest and places it on yours and she squeezes the hand as though to confirm that it's real give it give a squeeze back two squeezes and just in case the first she didn't notice the first one and still holding the hand she will turn around so that her hand like uncoils herself so that she never lets go of your hand until finally she is looking down at your clasped hands together in front of her and she's staring down at them where they're touching and She'll say, is this what it's going to take? Is this what it's going to take to get you to come back? Now you made Reed sad. (laughs) I I would have been back sooner. Things got out of hand. I, I should say so. No one's talking about war, but... I don't know what you and your friends did to upset the freeholds like you did, but it's bad, Amari. I know. He looks around at the room and then like looks at her and then 
gestures to the room and points at his ear, at basically signaling, is this place bugged? I would be on Amari would be surprised if it wasn't. And Layla doesn't look up at your gestures. She hasn't looked up at your face this whole time. She's still staring down at where the two of you have your hands touching each other in front of her. She will let out a breath and then step in to get really close to you. Still not looking up. She's a little shorter than you. Her head will rest slightly to the side against your chest. She's looking down and away and you're kind of propped and staring over her shoulder and you see her other hand slip into a pocket. She is dressed fairly formally in kind of a formal suit dress. It kind of like has a jacket with kind of a a skirt that falls down to about mid-calf. It's something akin to a military uniform, but kind of skewed to be a little bit more civilian. And she puts a hand, the free hand of hers into one of the coat pockets and she pulls out a small device. And I don't know if you've ever seen anything like this before, but you have a vague idea of what it is. And when she presses a button on it, you can absolutely tell what it is because you can feel the crinkling folds of some kind of envelope of energy surrounding the two of you. And she will say in a semi-shaky, breathless voice, of course, this place is bugged. Oh, should we go someplace else? There is no place else here. Not even for, like, a walk? I can't have the, the sidewalks bugged. Why do you think they left the paladin with you, Amari? Mm, fair enough. Shay's really good at distracting people, though. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to. It, uh, we can be here. It's okay. If I leave, people would notice. If you leave, people will notice. If we disappear, people will notice. Okay. I know I'm in probably pretty serious danger with all this. Both outside of this room and the forces that be. What about you? It depends on, well, it depends on a lot of things. How are you going to play this? That friend of yours, there is implication that we, the hegemony, were hunting down some kind of weapon of mass destruction being smuggled through Freehold's territory. (laughs) And you are directly tied to that. Yeah. Now, by the time our people showed up, there was not a weapon. But then, a lot of evidence started showing up on the metanet. So, now people don't know what to believe. What is it the hegemony wants? Or, is it the hegemony, or is it matriarch? Um, Gosh, dang it, what's her name? Hania. Hania, dang it. And Layla will say, 
Tali thinks she can get something out of this. I think she's wrong, but she is one of my sponsors. So Pride Rakasa has gained certain acumen in recent times. I perhaps implied that you were at the center of something larger that perhaps you did know about that weapon and that there may have been certain clandestine operations put in motion by Pride Rakasa. Now, I don't know what actually happened and she will finally push back and away and look up at you and she will say in a very earnest but slightly trembling voice are you willing to tell me anything you want to know what happened on Seawell we went in to find a way to hide ourselves and in doing so like things usually do things got out of hand one of my team stumbled on something that we weren't supposed to find and threw out somehow that we were associated with the hegemony because matriarch Hania was there. And what he found is what it looks like. Mm. Okay. And Tali didn't know anything about this at the time. Didn't she? I haven't spoken to her about it at all. Amari, if you're joining another pride, if you want her to take you, I, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Oh, say that again. Say that again. what? And she'll like take a step away, slightly taken aback by your reaction. Well, she implied if you're if she, if you want, no. I don't know what your no. goals are anymore, mm-hmm. Amari. No. I don't know what you want anymore. If you're trying to get a leg up in the hegemony. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's no. the game. Mm-hmm. We all play the game. No, I'm actively trying not to play the game. And she will remember the device in her right hand at, just as she is about to like take a step away again and then get back close to you as you felt the energy envelope kind of like brushing up against mm-hmm. your back and getting close to you again, but not touching you anymore. She will say, what have you been doing for the last year? Okay, so... Charity work. (laughs) (laughs) The voice of Florian plays in my head. (laughs) Yeah, don't lock your knees for this because you're going to be standing for a while. (laughs) You know about the Cole Foundation? Some aid organization, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, it's a pretty big one. They do a lot of good in the galaxy. So, <laughs> sure. Now that's why we plaster on the on the sides of ships and stuff like that. So, I think they do good work. Then it's the one of those big organizations that does. Mm. They're well, all after something, Amari. Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell her, y'all, stop shouting at the, 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 your muted mics, you weirdos. And then, yeah, so the full rundown. Big wife, dump him. (laughs) 
Axel Amandito swings on a rope through through the uh, the glass window, and it's just like I hear somebody single. <laughs> but yeah, uh, can we move over to like the chairs or something? Because this this is gonna take a bit. Fine, and she will walk away from you, taking a few quick strides over to a long couch. You can feel yourself leaving the ripple energy envelope as she moves away. It seems as though it has a pretty tight cordon of about like a six foot uh, diameter. Mm. Follow her over the couch. You're not playing the game. You're working for some organization that does good. Mm -hmm. You want me to believe you just packed up and left left me, left left Sagrias, left Rom, left Jabari for what? I mean, it, 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 there's, uh, there's a lot to kind of unpack there, um, specifically. Do you, do you, um, would you, do you want to know about what we found or, um, is, um, we have 45 minutes until Tali is back. So let's start with what you found on a, Destroyed moon base, we found information about a project run by Aegis Tech Solutions. That Imperial company? Mm-hmm. Doing what? Research on Fae. Okay. They're the largest IFF distributor in the galaxy. Not like this. They had some sort of warlock or something in there. Green. Or was it purple? A warlock. Green, green is green. Green is purple. What color was it, Mike? So long ago. So long ago. I feel like it was green, but I don't know. It was purple. I don't fucking know. Who knows? It's very possibly green. We have to pause the episode. We have to go back. And we, I have to listen to the episode. So, mm. sorry, y'all. We'll Need pick to go back to listen to episode three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we'll <laughs> reconvene to re-record this next chunk at midnight. Thank you. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Turns yeah. out it was mauve. Weird. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was yeah. more of a. It was. I. I can't remember if it was a mauve or a puce. Really. Mm, one of those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. If you're asking what color the fake court glowed in the moon base on Talgan Three, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was green. It was yeah. green. That's right. That's before we feared the green too much. Oh, you should always fear the green. But yeah, now. <laughs> the characters always did, but now the players do. I had to reinforce the rewriting of color dynamics in this that, campaign. <laughs> you should always fear the green sounds like some sort of weird anti-St. Patrick's Day <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> oh, see, it sounds to me it's like, also a, that. like a like an anti-marijuana like marijuana thing. Oh, yeah. Well, the devils bad. let us fear the green. This campaign is all just one big refurb madness take. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you found proof that they were doing something on a moon base mm. with Faye. Yeah. I found information on other installations. These installations were investigated and led to something a lot bigger. Were you working for an aid foundation or some kind of secret agent spy organization? Listen, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
both? Can I say both? Because I feel like it's both in this situation. Amari, I am trying to understand what's been happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I realize how ridiculous it sounds, but I swear that is the truth. Okay, so where did all these installations lead you? Some vast conspiracy cooked up by Aegis technical solutions to do what? I mean, create artificial fey and... Okay, Amari, if you're just going to lie to me... I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Layla, when do I lie about things? Never, okay? It takes too much effort. I'm gonna need a roll from you. Yes. Okay. I'd like to use my covert ops like a spooky shadow and boldly (laughs) to just leave. (laughs) Straight up smoke bomb. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, no. Uh... I feel like I'm being a little forceful in this. Just like, hey, listen, like, listen, listen, Linda, Linda, listen, listen, Linda. And I guess I don't think I'm a war hero specifically has any influence uh, with my own wife. Yeah, you know, for a fact, Layla has like long since looked past that bullshit. (laughs) Thank you. So I just have a D6 in influence then. Um, and I'm going to go with a D8 for forceful. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. What you're saying sounds ridiculous. So it's going to so be ridiculous. ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good and cool. I cannot make that roll with these dice. Now with those dice, you can't. Now, if you had some fancy green void dice... Well, I'm saying there are plenty of options where that's concerned. Yeah, I'll, uh, did they relieve me of my, 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 uh, my sidearm? No, absolutely not. You're a war hero. They wouldn't take anything from you. You. Perfect. Okay. Shooter. Oh, wait, no, that's not what you're. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's how people prove their points. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) I will pull a, uh, an aether from my gun. Like, I, I need you to focus. Mm-hmm. An aether from my gun, two aether uh wait uh, yeah, two aethers there. There, twelve, sixteen, twenty-four, thirty-two total so far. Um I haven't rolled it yet. I'm just trying to figure out how much extra I'm gonna need. Fuck it. Here we go. That's a pretty good roll, actually. All right, Mike. Let's find me one of these nice green void dies to roll. Because currently I'm at 23. Nope. God dang it. <laughs> That's a two. Okay, have have one more, Mike. Okay, and that's uh, a seven. So that'll put me over. 32. Okay. Yeah, 32. Layla will stop and stare at you and say you're serious what i mean yeah what 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 do you want me to to do to prove it to you i don't know i mean if 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 you want to come on the ship i can show you things that are going to make you question a lot of stuff amari i'm questioning a lot of stuff right now i know and it only gets more ridiculous. Okay. 
Okay, so, to recap, you left to get away from the spotlight that the hegemony was putting on you. I got that. I understood why at the time. And now you're telling me that you got wrapped up in some insane megacorp plot to create an artificial fairy. And that somehow made it so you needed to hide on a Freeholds Coalition world and try to frame, but probably actually reveal that the planet's governor's boyfriend had zealot trooper armor for sale on the black market. So, I don't know if you've seen, but we're currently on the run from Aegis Tech, who's put out a ridiculous bounty. Right? I have. I have mm. seen that bounty. Mm. Right. So, we went to Seawell to get a device that makes us harder to track because the amount of money being thrown at us to get back the thing that we have of theirs is absurd. Okay. We took a thing from Seawell that we needed and just so happened to stumble on the ridiculousness that is zealot armor. Okay. Okay. And unfortunately, and take Oswald said the wrong thing, but in the moment it saved him. Okay. How much do you know about your friend Oswald? Because if you're wrapped up in some kind of vast corporate conspiracy, I really have to question why you're bringing along the son of a board member of Vorpal Corp with you. That is an excellent question. Meanwhile, back on the Tiresian. <laughs> Oswald just like, who, me? Oh. I, I imagine that um, Oswald... Vesnus and um, Florian are playing uh, Queen's Court, you know, to pass away the time. So mm -hmm. just just for realism, I, I brought a deck of cards, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Okay. Uh, Does it have six suits? It no, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> um, the illusion only goes so far, Mike. Um, ah, damn. Yeah, the we got to make is those cards. Honestly, honestly, I would buy those. I would buy a Queen's Court <laughs> deck. That would, Add it to the merch list. Yeah. Well, um, it's 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 right it's right below t-shirts, but it's above the really fancy Tarot Archon decks. Ooh, I also want those. Um, anyways. Just give me um, the money, Mike, and I'll make them. <laughs> if I had the money, Elliot, I would. I know. I know. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I want to pay you so much money to make all of this art. <laughs> so, um, one day, Florian, um, how do you think it's going? Um, how do you think it's going? <laughs> I mean, they haven't come onto the ship to try to arrest any of us. So right. I gotta assume. So, so. I, I know that I jest with um, Amari from time to time, but... I do feel bad leaving him to deal with this all on his all all on his own. You know how he is about talking with people, unless they know he's famous uh, and are uh, amiable uh, amicable to his um, war hero status. Well, he doesn't really say much to defend himself. I mean, we walk all over him all the time. I know. Uh, it's 
you gotta you gotta wonder what is broken in that man. I don't know. Just I let just, him make him such a good pushover. I don't. I just feel bad leaving him on his own. You know. Um, I think this might be the best scenario to leave him alone. I, I mean, we kind of saw from the ship the, you know, fanfare that happened when he came off. Because he's, you know, real good at killing. Right. Um, But, um, and they didn't arrest him. You know, they didn't take him away in handcuffs. And like I said, have not come to arrest any of us. So also good. So the question is, if things go south, what do we do? I mean, we can't just leave them in there, right? Mara's voice will pipe over the calm of the ship in the area you're in the mess currently and she will say that's not why he's famous florian Hmm? that isn't why amari is famous what do you mean he's like people are always like oh you're a war hero yes according to many news sources i have viewed he is in fact a war hero subjectively so gen- generally what that means is that you are adept at warfare. There is reasonable proof to assume that, yes, he was in fact very adept at warfare, though it seems as though the incident that caused his fame to increase dramatically was a defensive withdrawal from the planet of Fortin. Without Amari's quick action and leadership, it, at least based on my tactical appraisal, Far more people would have died. I believe he is famous for saving a great many number of people and not killing them. That is very true. I mean, he's gotten us out of a lot of situations. Saved our hides, for sure. Remember the vampire? Yeah. Got it. I just did not want you participating in any further falsehoods. That is all. I'm going to save the anti-imperialism and um, anti-military speech for, for later. We can talk about that later. It's fun. Um, I mean, that actually is a good a good segue into kind of what I what I was going to say, which is that the rest of this game, Florian is like half playing the game, half just like scrolling through Wiki- the Kelricasa Wikipedia, uh, the um, archive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the the archive, but also like if there's any other like. I want to know how Haas, like, I just don't, I just, I don't know anything about the hegemony. I've never known anything about the hegemony. And I, if we're Mm -hmm. looking for allies, we need to know if anybody here is one or anyone in the hegemony is, if we can use Amari's war hero's status, or if that's going to be like, you know, make things harder. And, and specifically, I want to know if his wife is um, going to be a problem. I just Hmm. because because the flip side of this conversation that Amari and Layla have been having is that if she is a political mover and shaker, like what we've been doing is real bad for that. So. All right. You would learn very little about Layla Ra Rakasa, as she is known now. 
the vast majority of what you learn is that she married a war hero uh, a little over four years ago. Can I can I find anything about like her rise to becoming head of the Kelrakasa Pride? Did that come out uh, of nowhere? So, or? So, something you would learn pretty quickly is that Kelrakasa is is Amari's last name, but nobody else's. Oh. You learn a little bit about Leon naming conventions. Okay. Kel is most likely the first syllable of whatever his original last name was. And it was truncated when he married into Layla's family. Mm. Uh, The Pride Rakasa is the family she belongs to, and by association, Amari does as well. Okay. So the Rakasa Pride then. Mm-hmm. All right. If you go to learn about Amari the war hero, you would probably actually find his original last name because all of the original reporting would have been using it. Mm. Uh, if my timeline on that is correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Reed. No, that's correct. Yeah. So you would eventually learn that Amari's original last name was uh, Kelhim. I know I'm not Though, spelling that right, but... I'll remember how to pronounce it. (laughs) Though any reporting done about him since his marriage retroactively changes his name. Brief summary of the Raset hegemony. Um, And knowing a little bit about the naming convention now, that name maybe means something different. The Raset is a family name derived from a long lineage of matriarchs who established the first planetary government on vast plain. Uh, the hegemony was the last government to break away from the Minos dominion in the shattering. Um, though there is some speculation, especially online in, uh, corners that your uh, younger brother might frequent, um, (laughs) that, uh, the only reason the hegemony did that for, like, stuck with the Dominion for so long is to backstab them. Florian suddenly remembers, like, a horrible, horrible chain mail that was like, Ross at hegemony conspiracy, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, and, like, has yeah. to scroll through his fucking trash folder to find it and quickly reads it and is like, okay, this is like, it's okay, all right. It's. Yeah, very unfounded uh, rumor and conspiracy theory about the reason the hegemony stuck with the stuck with Minos for so long was that they're the reason the final battle on Minos actually even happened. Because something you'd learn in the reading is that the Empire somehow found a way to circumvent a lot of planetary defenses and like interstellar defenses that. Minos had so that they could park their supercarriers in orbit around this enemy world. That just doesn't happen in interplanetary battles unless they're really prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. But that could be easily explained by, you know, all the spies and information brokers that the Empire has access to. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the hegemony was the last power to like seek a separate peace. Cause let's see the Urson abandoned them first at the start of the war, essentially 
Uh, the, the Lycans of Vargas abandoned them pretty quick, like midway through the war. Um, and vast plain was the last of the big dominion powers to break away and negotiate a separate peace. Something that has come out in the last year actually is that those negotiations were happening in the last days of the war. It's a hot topic for some, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean a lot to most people in the galaxy, but for those who care about such things, the fact that the Rasa hegemony was actually negotiating behind the back of the dominion in the last days of the war some people feel betrayed by that fact. Uh, but it was very clear at that point that the Empire was on some kind of genocidal blitz. So the fact that the Minos Dominion never negotiated for peace is also like, ugh, like they were prolonging this sort of suffering. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there cool. any any like corporate interest that might be, or even maybe not even corporate, maybe just political interests that might make either the Hania pride, the Rakasa pride, or the one that controls Nirend, which I definitely remember. Niria. Niria, okay. Might make them a potential ally. You like skimming some stuff, you would definitely see that and something you're very aware of in your travels with the Cole Foundation would be that a lot of Western Reach and Imperial specifically corporate interests have started to spill out into the Southern and Eastern Reach since the fall of the Dominion. Mm-hmm. With the Dominion gone, it's this opened up this huge power vacuum that people are looking to exploit. Some people are looking to try to help rebuild, but a lot of the bigger corporations are just like, ooh, new markets to exploit. Great. Agistech, Vorpal Corp, all the big ones have been just spilling into that zone. Sounds about right. Sometimes with, like, altruistic stated intentions, but everyone basically knows what's going on. Yeah. The hegemony has been, like, staunchly opposing a lot of those advances. Okay. Now, some might argue that's because they want control of certain sectors of space. Which is probably true. And also that might be, yeah, that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So in this. Yeah. But there's lots of like news articles about hegemony lawyers contesting like, uh, certain practices by different corporations. It's a lot of the same story over and over again about how the hegemony is backing interests of the local populations over that of encroaching corporate interests. Okay, cool. That's. That is great. interesting and helpful. I'm yeah. also like detailing this as I'm beating everyone at Queen's Corner. Oh, easily. I have a gambling <laughs> problem. Easily. <laughs> easily beating Oswald. I can't speak for Vesnes, but um... uh, Vesnes really doesn't understand the game and just keeps <laughs> betting everything. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know if she's ever gambled before. Hmm. It's like we're playing for like buttons, but I'm still just mm-hmm. crushing it. And every time, like a, a couple of times, she'll like stare at her hand, stare up at you after you've explained again how bluffing works. And then she'll just push all of her buttons into the table and be like, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good hand. I can <laughs> yeah. Florian does a thing where like uh, he clearly can see like uh Vesnus's hand and just like kind of pushes it out of vision like oh, <laughs> yeah. I can see that by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a scene in uh 30 Rock where they're all playing 
poker and Mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin's character is like, well, Tracy to Tracy Morgan, I, two of your cards are facing the wrong way. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm imagining is happening right now. (laughs) As the three of you are whiling away the hours, you never see Kala. She apparently never leaves her room. Shay, give me some kind yeah. of influence role here. Um, all right, I'll do that. Um, I'll even use my uh, my specialization that I picked up after after Seawell called Honeypot. Uh-huh. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> you've specialized. Great, <laughs> just what I built the system to do. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm, am, I, mm-hmm. am I not the perfect person to test out these kinds of things? You are. You really are. Thank you so much <laughs> for finding the limits of both my sanity and this game system. You're welcome. They are one and the same. <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. Um, and I will. I'll just grab like. I'll grab like two spare aether from now somewhere. Okay. It would be pretty incredible if you could successfully flirt with this hardened professional bodyguard who is also probably a spy. I posted that that gal like grinding on that royal guard as a joke, but that's also probably like what is like emotionally hey, we'll what see. is happening here. Yeah, we'll see how good the role is. Uh, uh, incredible is 25. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Just FYI, I've added the difficulty ratings to the table plop screen. If you zoom out a little bit, you should see them on the bottom part uh, of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. It's a big building. I'll grab one more ether. Table plop. Not a sponsor, but I like their style. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to roll my tactic and talent first because I've got a lot of D6s here. So just don't want to get them all mixed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, that's a 10. Come on. Big number, no Yeah, crud. Well, Sounds like it went well. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I only got a 20. You want to take that failure? Uh, what's the danger gauge at? <laughs> it's at one. The mission's just started. True. Yeah, why not? Hey, at, at the end of the day... This is also, we're also playtesting, so. It's true. Gotta give the people, gotta let Mike show off the, the void mechanics of the people. Oh, actually, it should actually be at three because uh, some void dice were taken earlier. I forgot about that. Ah. So, if you take the failure, you will be getting three XP. Um, well, I got a six, so all my void dice. Oh, taking a void dice, okay. Uh, Danger Gauge is now at four. Oh, shit. Good, good, good. All right, uh, so what do you say to Paladin Rolly? So, right, the vibe is very serious, very hardened. He's Mm -hmm. got a scar. He's seen a lot of shit. Actively seeing less shit because one of his eyes looks unusable. Exactly what I'm saying. So, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. some real, like, some, well, some seemingly genuine, like, Human, like, not human, uh, personal connection. 
Sapient. Sapient connection. Thank you. Listen, I don't care how good, how tough you are. As soon as someone starts being really impressed by all the things you've done. Is that what you say to him? No, I'm not saying this stuff to him. Okay. I'm like, I'm setting the tone for the conversation that we are having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like melting the ice, you know? Sure. You are inquiring about some of his exploits. Yeah. And he is at first fairly reticent to speak. Of course. But as the moments drag on and it becomes clear that whatever conversation is happening inside the the suite of rooms is becoming a lengthier conversation, Rolly appears to relax a little bit. He's still standing at relative attention, but it's not like his hands are held behind his back or anything. His hands are kind of at his side. He will stop doing the deadpan look straight forward thing when you make some uh, passing joke and you can see the scars on his face twist a little bit as he has this kind of like lopsided, almost roguish grin about him. He will say... Are you asking? Everyone always asks about the eye. Are you asking about the eye? Because it's a very stupid story. I don't, I can't imagine that anything you do is stupid. Well, I am standing out here while those two have some kind of lover's quarrel, so I would say this is pretty stupid. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. No, no, it's fine. It's just. Like I said, it's a dumb story. I'm sure you have better I, battle scars to talk about. Generally, honestly, I can say these are the only scars that are worth talking about. The others are on the inside, and I pay a therapist for that. That's good. Hmm. No, That's this I was just uh, defending one of the raw sets in a bar. It was a broken bottle came at me. I threw my face in the way. It was very dumb. Oh, wait, like one of the Rossets of the Rosset hegemony. The one and the same. It was a distaff branch, no one of the main family. Some young pup getting in trouble in a bar on Vargas on some diplomatic journey. Ugh. It was young in my paladin career. Idiot had a few too much to drink. Said the wrong thing to the wrong dog man, and suddenly there was broken glass all up in my face. Ugh. Well, I mean, he lived. <laughs> I hope you got a promotion after that. <laughs> the Rosset boy? Oh, yes, he lived. Promotion? Uh, no, not... I would say... No. He'll say as he, like, stares into the middle distance out towards the end of the hallway out a window at Nirend. Vast plane, this ain't. <laughs> I mean, if... If this is nothing comparison to Vast Plane, I, 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 I can't imagine this is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Really? Even after Wesra and Azald? It's a little too utilitarian. Not quite as... Mm, well, I... Gaudy is not the word I'm looking for, but you can tell that a lot of thought goes into making this place beautiful. Hmm. And it suddenly occurs to you that you've never mentioned you're a wizard to this person? Uh, I'm sort of a 
you know, realizing that, um, one, now that I'm not actively hiding it anymore, it is maybe easier to tell. And also, hmm. I did pull some stuff on Sewell, and I'm sure Taliania fucking gabbed all over the place. So I'm just going to roll. I'm going to roll with the punches. Um, okay. I'm, uh, I think, I, I do think that, that Wesrin is all, um, socially is a lot like, like this place. So you mm-hmm. have to, you have to just go with it. Cause if you show, mm-hmm. if you think, if they think you're caught off guard, you're dead. <laughs> and when you just kind of roll with that, he will appraise you a bit differently. He will smile and say, I think we both know what we're doing here. And while I appreciate the sentiment, can we at least be professional about this? Fine. Boring, though. Well, until tonight, anyway. I think that, that, like, any, like, looking at each other has been kind of, like, little sideways things to kind of, you know, keep it up, keep appearances. But Mm -hmm. Shay will, like, do, like, a full three-quarter and say... Oh, you get uh, you get time off from this bodyguard, bodyguard thing, do you? Well, we do work in shifts. All right. Though I wouldn't mind putting in a little bit of extra overtime if it means analyzing the prefix staff. <laughs> I think that's a genuine, a genuine laugh. I look forward to. So that. long as we can keep business as business. Of course. Mm. Totally professional. As Shay secures a date for the evening inside the suite. All right. Good session, everyone. <laughs> Layla will look at you next to her on the couch and say, Did you even know who he was? Your Avia friend. I mean, I, I didn't ask. I just assumed that. Oh, shocker. Uh, yeah, I know. I assumed whoever got assigned to my team would have been cleared by the Cole Foundation. And this foundation that's an aid organization and a spy organization and whatever it is else you've been doing, just through you and Corpo Spawn and some kind of eco-terrorist and a failed wizard into a team by chance. I guess. You guess. Amaria, I understand you didn't want any part of all of the politics. I get that. God damn it. It's why I fell in love with you. But if you keep your head in the sand, you're not going to notice when the sharks come up. Land sharks. Oh, oh. (laughs) don't forget about the land sharks ever. They're a scourge on our people. Yeah. (laughs) You've been away for a year, and you've already forgotten about the land sharks. Do you remember what they happened ate to Grand two Falcon? of your kids? You had five until the land sharks showed up. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all on the archive. It's all there, footage and everything. Um, I just, I don't know. Didn't want to think about it, and that's. That's my fault. Okay. Here's what's going to happen. You, under the auspices of Pride Rakasa, were a spy inside the Cole Foundation. 
You reported to me everything that you found. These people who are with you, you've been cultivating as assets. This plot you've uncovered is part of, I don't know, some kind of imperial development, probably. Even if it's not, it's close enough to the truth. If we stick to this story, the hegemony will back you. And maybe, maybe we won't have to turn over your friend to the freeholds. Because while there's a corporate bounty on his head as well, they are trying to press charges for falsifying evidence. The implication seems to be that they're accusing us of trying to create some scenario where they're moving illegal weapons. That is not what happened. I trust you, but that is not your story is not what happened anymore. It can't be. Okay. So what you found is part of some larger imperial scheme. Potentially. I am not talking. I am. I am not talking about the face stuff, Amari. I am not talking about the face stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I am talking about that zealot armor. Maybe it's some rogue faction within the empire. I don't know, but they're smuggling that sort of weapon, and that is the plot that you stumbled across while within the Coal Foundation. Mm. And all of what you found led you to Seawell. And Tali Rahania just happened to be there as well and almost blew your cover. Can you sell that? Oh, I can sell it. I'm a war hero. Okay. Then when she gets back here, we are going to have sworn statements from you and your cultivated assets affirming all of this. Mm-hmm. We will take this to the Geminis, and she will in turn take that back to Fastplane. Okay? Sounds like a winning plan. Good, because I am making all of this up right it's now. It's really good. It's, it's a really good plan. And you can see kind of the, the tremble in her voice and like the shaking of her shoulders, and it like looks like there's moisture collecting in her eyes like she's about to have a panic attack. Hey, hey, it's a good plan. Okay. We got this. Okay. Yeah. That that purse, that elf with you. Mm-hmm. They're your engineer. Mm-hmm. Damn good one. That's it. Yeah. Not gonna lie, okay. I'm pretty sure they're out there flirting with the. Was it Paladin? The Paladin who has been sent to spy on you mm-hmm. and everyone you have mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Shay, right as you have sealed the deal on your date the door opens behind you and uh layla will say shay was it a pleasure to make your acquaintance please come in i'd love to have a discussion with you as well amari has told me so much about you uh and he has told me so much about you uh and i'm assuming we are both lying uh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or i assume she can tell i am also lying about that uh and I'd, I'd you look at each other it. like liars. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, of course, I'd love to have a chat. Uh, thank you for keeping me company out here, Paladin Rolly. And, and I will follow her. Inside. 
He will bow ever so slightly and say, Wizard Salnam. Glide into the room. Mm-hmm. Amari, you can cut the sexual tension between those two outside the room with a knife. With his aether blade. As the door, <laughs> as the door closes. <laughs> and you see, like, the last thing you see before the door closes is just, like, a slightly satisfied smile on the paladin's face. It's like, God damn, Shea works fast. I mean... We'd, it's not even been a half hour yet. Were you gonna wait until he was the he was the off off shift, or like did, did we walk in on something be, like about to go what do you down? Think what we was happening? What do you think? We I don't know. Out of the hallway. I don't know. I don't know. You're very effective. Yes, I am. Good engineer. <laughs> yes, clearly they're very good at engineering lots of things. Mm-hmm. And finally, she will like get close to you, Shay, and say. Layla Rarakasa, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, Shalom, a pleasure to meet you as well. I probably know a little bit more about you than you know about me because of a certain wanted notice that has uh, been yes, and the fact made that, very public. Yes, and the fact that your husband uh, doesn't like to talk about anything ever unless absolutely necessary. I didn't that know your name until very about clear. an hour ago. Wow, really, Amari? We have three children together. Get mm. him in trouble. Get him in trouble. Did you know we have three children together? Did I pry that out of him? Do you no, know any of maybe? their names? Has he oh, ever said their names? Absolutely not. Uh, I did. I was. It was like a whole bit for a while where I was like just sort of throwing out large numbers of children because he wouldn't talk about his family. Oh, I see. Thank you, I guess, for keeping him alive through everything you've been through. It goes back and forth. All all joking aside, Amari is a good leader. Takes care of his team. Could be a little more personable, but, you know, everybody has their flaws. I'm working on it, okay? Eh, not very hard. No, not very hard. Anyway. As she gets close to you, Shay, you can immediately feel the envelope of yeah. discretionary, sound-baffling etherics around you, and you can immediately tell that it's coming from a device in her pocket. Yeah. Uh, so how bad is it, and how are we going to play it? It's very bad, and we're going to play it carefully. She begins to explain the plan to you and Amari with but a half hour remaining until the matriarch returns. That time quickly disappears as you get your story straight. Messages are sent to Oswald and Florian, looping them in on precisely what's going on. But those messages go unread. Oswald, Florian. It is about 40 minutes, 45-ish minutes after your friends have left. When you're still in the midst of playing card games, Florian, you're kind of like casually scrolling through background information on the hegemony, and Vesnus is desperately trying to figure out how poker works. Mm. Oh, no, that's not even what they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Queen's Court yet. <laughs> Yeah, this is Go Fish, and yeah. she keeps going all in. 
But as a, it is about that time when you hear and feel the first explosion. Mara's calm, tiny voice says over the shipboard calm, I believe this platform is under attack as the second explosion rocks the floating berth that you find yourselves on. And Mara will say, yes, it's definitely under attack. <laughs> and exactly who is attacking this floating platform and exactly what kind of danger Oswald and Florian are in, I think we will have to find out next time. Because as always, you can find us online at matcomrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I am always there talking about D&D &D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed. And finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos. So please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.